3: Here we go. It's hour four of the G Bag Nation on 1053. The fan, hope you're having a great day, and I hope you are as excited for the Texas Rangers as we are. And joining us now from the Dallas Morning News is Sean McFarland uh, here, as uh, you can get him on Twitter at McFarland underscore Sean. And a good afternoon, Sean. How the heck are you?
4: I'm doing great. We got beautiful weather in Surprise, Arizona, and yeah, they fall back.
3: And we have Wyatt Langford taking cuts in the cage on your ex account, man. How awesome was that to get a chance to see in person?
4: He, he can hit the ball, man. I mean, I remember when he was drafted and he came out to Globe Life Field just to do – when he signed his contract and then took BP at the field, his uh, his college coach uh, from Florida called me and said, like, you have to go watch his BP because it's one of the best things I've ever watched. Um, and he wasn't kidding. I mean, that that dude can hit the ball that much is clear.
2: So, Sean, when uh, now that you're out there at spring training, you got eyes on this team. What what were some of the things that you were most excited for getting out there to spring training?
4: Yeah, I think it, it's watching. I mean, Langford is up there um, just because there's so much speculation about where he lands up, where he lands, and where he starts this season, um, and kind of getting to see him operate and exist in a major league clubhouse around other major league players. I mean, the one thing Bruce you talked about today is like, he's just a lot like Evan Carter, just kind of mature beyond their years. You don't really notice that they're 21 years old who don't have a ton of experience at this level. Um, you know, I think that's the big reason why Evan Carter found so much success last year was that mm-hmm. he looked and felt comfortable. And I think I'm kind of seeing that with Langford, um even just seeing him at the batting cage or just kind of walking around um he looks he looks the part um and then I think you know the other thing is gonna to start tomorrow when the game start is seeing a lot of these pitchers who have a chance to prove something this spring um you know guys like Owen White and Cole Colwyn and jack lighter and mark church um guys who. You know the club really hopes can step up this year, especially as we're waiting for the Scherzers and the Groms of the world to get back and kind of seeing what those guys can do in the interim and if any of them can provide something for the team.
2: Yeah, Sean, it seems like a lot of the national media seems to think if the Rangers are going to struggle, it is because of that starting rotation until maybe you're able to get some of those reinforcements back from injury. Are you worried about that, or do you think what they currently have as constructed will be okay, especially with how dominant this offense could be?
4: If you look at the five guys who will most likely be your starting rotation, with of all the Gray, Dunning, Bradford in that crew, like I think that's a fine five to get you through to the All Star break before Scherzer and DeGrom and Tyler Mally return. The issue is if one or two of them goes down with an injury at any point there's just not a lot of depth behind them so if you're talking about that five-man starting rotation as it is from a talent and ability perspective you know it's gonna it can win you some ball games when you couple it with this offense and this defense the issue is there isn't a whole lot of depth behind them a lot of proven depth at least you know that's why we talk about the lighters and owen whites and cole winds of the world if, if any of them can you know provide something you kind of need that depth
5: of those guys who do you think is the favorite to do so
4: I think Owen White makes a lot of sense because he got the experience last year um at the major league level um you know Jack Leiter looked a lot better when he came back off the uh off of the developmental list last year in his last few starts to close his season um you know, Colwyn really struggled the last year and was in the bullpen down in uh, Brown Rock by the end of it. But, you know, he looked good this winter. And, you know, again, that's why this spring, I think, is important for them because, you know, this is a chance to, to prove yourself and prove that you belong. But I, I think Owen White, because he has that experience of that group of young guys drafted in the last few years, um, he might be the guy with the inside track because he has that experience.
3: It's Sean McFarland, morning news here with you uh, talking Rangers live from surprise. Is Kumar rocker an interesting storyline at this point, or do we need to give it more time?
4: I would say give it more time at least until he's back throwing again. I mean, he's still not even close to a year post-surgery. Um, I think it will be interesting when he does come back because he'll have had time to not just rehab, the current injury that he's rehabbing from, but previous ones, they get some time off, time away from throwing, because um, yeah, he he looked really good in his first few starts he made last year um, as a pro, and then the injuries you know sidelined him. But you know he was a guy that when he was at Vanderbilt and in the pre-draft process, it was like if he's healthy, he's the guy that's not too far away from Major League Baseball. But to your point, I think it it we do have to wait until he's closer to being back to actually pitching before we can start thinking too much about him.
2: Sean, I think we're looking at DH with Mitch Garver leaving. You brought up Wyatt Langford. We we talked about that, but Justin Foskey's gotten a lot of buzz as well. How do you see that battle there between Foskey and Wyatt Langford?
4: Yeah, I think it's Foskey-Wyatt Langford, and to throw a third guy in there, it's Ezekiel Duran, who, you know, the story with him last year was it's a promising bat Kind of without a permanent home uh, because, you know, he's not going to get many full time reps at shortstop with Seeger there or at third. But it is the three of those guys, and I think it's a really fun battle. Um, you know, Soskiew has kind of said in the past that he likes the idea of playing DH because what he's here to do is hit, and what he does best is hit. Um, and that's the role that fit, fits him well. You know, Zeke got 20 games at DH last year, and been a pretty good OPS in those reps. It's a hard position for young players to kind of acclimate to because you're taken out of the flow of the game, versus if you're playing the outfield or infield or wherever. And then, and then obviously Langford. Um, you know, it's an interesting role for where he could land, whether it's you know rotation outfielder or rotating DH. But you know, my my guess is if it's going to be. One of those younger guys. It's going to be kind of a rotating cast based on matchups that day, or you know, can they get Adolis Garcia off his feet for a day and have him play DH, or get Nate Lowe off his feet and have him play DH? I think it's going to be, you know, all signs the way the Rangers talked about it this winter was it's, it's most likely going to be a DH by committee based on matchups and whatnot.
5: Sean, okay, you got boots on the ground there. And surprise, who's the guy that uh, you feel like has has reinvented himself the most in this off season? Maybe he's maybe he's physically looks bigger, or he's lost weight, or maybe he's a pitcher who's added an interesting pitch to his arsenal.
4: That's a good question. I think really looking forward to seeing Dane Dunning pitch tomorrow, um, because he quite literally told us at Went to a fan fest that he is trying to add another pitch to his arsenal. Um, He wouldn't tell us what it was at the time. He said it would be a surprise for – well, surprise, actually. Hmm. Um, But, you know, that's the guy that, you know, he was the pitching MVP of the team last year, and he gave them really important innings. And, you know, if he comes in after having a a really good season last year and is kind of adding stuff to his arsenal, um, I think that could be really fun. Because um, he's a, you know, doesn't have a ton of velocity, obviously, but he knows how to throw his pitches, and if he can throw one more tool on there, um, that could be really fun. So that's kind of the the guy who's added something or changed something that I'm most interested in seeing, and he will be starting tomorrow's Cactus League opener, so that's convenient.
2: It's Sean McFarlane covering your Texas Rangers on uh, in the Dallas Morning News here on from Surprise right here in the G-Bag Nation. I do want to ask you, because we had Travis Jankowski. What an amazing story it was last year. The Rangers have some interesting veteran names that they've brought in, whether it be Jared Walsh. You've also got Matt Duffy. If you had to say, like, okay, this could be one of those veterans that ends up surprisingly making this team, do you have a bet?
4: Yeah, I, I think... One guy is Danny Duffy, who was with the team last year, but he's sort of in the same role again, where, you know, could he be that depth starting option? He's, you know, pitched with Kansas City for a while. He's got experience, and could he be that guy that can be a starting option when or if, you know, one of those five starters happens to go down with an injury in the first half? Um, I am really interested in seeing what, Jared Walsh looks like this spring, Um, just because, yeah, I mean, he was an all-star two seasons ago, and then he had neurological issues that kind of sidelined his career for a little bit. But, you know, I was watching him take BP today, and, like, he can hit the ball. Like, he can can put some thunder into that ball. Um, And that's just, like, an interesting guy that isn't too far removed from being a really, really good first baseman. And, you know, as we talk about the opening designated hitter, like, is he someone who... You know, to your point, has that Travis Jankowski effect and finds his way under the roster at some point and provides something. Um, so those are kind of the two guys that, of that veteran group, um, I'm most interested in watching.
3: Sean, what's it like covering a World Series champion clubhouse there in spring training?
4: It's good, man, and, and it's you know it, it's it's very much the same as it was last year. I mean, it's very, you know, they're just very. Business oriented, you know. The, it's it was that way from start to finish last season. Even when they were looked like the best team in baseball for a while, and even when they looked really bad when they lost eight games in a row in August and were falling out of the playoff race. I mean, they have a very very steady mindset and approach. And you know, again, this this clubhouse is kind of operating as it was all last season, which I think is a good thing. And I think that's you know kind of the Bruce Bochy effect too of that steady hand and you're seeing it in the way guys operate and the way guys go about their business pretty much.
5: How much investigating have you been doing on the, uh, on the uniform front? seems like everybody's pretty perturbed at these crappy new uniforms that MLB's running out here. Are the players upset in that clubhouse? Do you know, it seems like, are we getting see-through pants? I'm seeing see-through pants, Sean.
4: So it's funny you ask, like, you know, I noticed today, like, it didn't look like the Rangers pants were too see-through, which I guess is a plus considering, you know, we all saw those Shohei Otani pictures where they were like very see-through. Yeah, right. um, they don't look too bad, honestly. And, you know, we talked to one player today who bringing said, endorsement. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, we, we we talked with one player today who, who said, you know, I don't really have an issue with the, these uniforms, but I also don't know why they changed them because we all like the old uniforms. More of a Um, PG-13
3: see-through than (laughs) R-rated?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really, really looked, maybe. But um, it wasn't as obvious as some of the photos we've seen online, which I guess is – I guess that's something. But, yeah, it it seems like the Rangers uniforms don't look too bad, but it it seems like, you know, the general takeaway is they're fine, but what was the point of changing them?
5: (laughs) Now, uh, I have some sound here. If you're down to play a little game, name that ranger. I got some analysis from our guy Jared Sandler here. It's only like three seconds worth of analysis, but I I would love for you to hear the analysis. Uh, It's sort of a hint, and then you guess that ranger. Are you down?
4: Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.
5: All right, Jared Sandler, uh, here's his analysis.
4: You know, what he's got working there between the knee and the waist is pretty impressive.
5: What are you talking
0: about? (laughs)
4: Oh, I don't even want to take a guess on um, me in the Oh man. I'm gonna you know what? Just because um, there's been a lot of chatter on Twitter about how strong Wyatt Langford's quads look, I'm gonna say Wyatt Langford. No yeah. way! He
2: did it. Oh a Let's go, go, Sean! Sean McFarland.
4: Nice work, you bro! Nailed
2: it, bro! That was amazing. I, I felt like you that were going to get that as you were thinking about the answer.
4: I, I was thinking, I was like, "All right, like he's got a long, he's got a strong lower half. Like the dude is built incredibly strong." And it was just like, you know what? It's got to be Wyatt Langford. Um, I'm proud of that one. That was that'll yeah. Whatever you're- I write today, it's not going to be as good as that answer. So. <laughs> you're
3: covering the hell out of this team, Sean. That's you really are right there. You, you, know, exactly. you got your Appreciate finger on the it. pulse. What yeah. is
2: your favorite thing to do out there in Surprise?
4: Um, Man, like, I like Surprise. It is a very quiet little area. Um, the one thing I will say is, like, pretty much any chain restaurant you want to go to, they have out here, which is a plus when you're living here for three weeks or a month, or however long it is, and there's going to be days where you just want to go find something to eat and not really think about it. And, you know, you can't take a left turn or right turn here without seeing some good looking chain restaurant. But um, I'm trying to do some hiking while I'm out here. The Camelback okay. mountain, all that stuff. Um, yes. Cause the, the skyline here is beautiful. Like if you look out, it's mountains everywhere and you know, as someone who grew up in New England around mountains, I'm very excited to see more of that and the weather's beautiful, so it's uh it's a good place to spend a few weeks.
3: Appreciate your fine work as always. Sean, is there anything else you've noticed or want to say about this baseball team before we let you go?
4: No, I mean this is I you know, I just got in yesterday, so I'm still kinda acclimating, but I think once the games start up and we start seeing some of these guys in live action and seeing what some of the you know, some of the more question mark guys actually start doing games, it's going to get really interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. All righty.
3: Well, we will, uh, we'll see you out there, sir. Have yourself a great uh, night and a weekend and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Appreciate you guys. Salute. There you go. Sean McFarland, morning news here with you on your home of the world series champions as the greatest world series in franchise history officially gets uh, the greatest spring training franchise history gets in the way tomorrow at uh, two o'clock that spring training game one la lives coming up at five forty. expressway the latest news on what you have to know if you're going to the aac for the mavs game tonight might not even be able to get in unless you stay tuned to it next in the nation
6: call from mom answer it call silenced
0: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
3: Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3. The fan time now to hit the expressway brought to you by the on-time experts. We'll take you commercial-free to the top every night at this time on your weekdays. LA Live's coming up at 540. Got a big Mavs game uh, night tonight, and they're home at 630 on TNT against the Phoenix Suns. Two of Jason Kidd's former teams battling it. Kyrie Irving against Kevin Durant, former teammates. A lot of uh, you know, storylines between these teams over the years. Epic second-round playoff series. Greatest moment in uh, Luka Doncic's career happened against the Phoenix Suns a couple of years back. So this is going to be a, a, an, an amazing series and probably a pretty good rivalry here for a, at least a couple of more years. In the time being, what it means for right now is can the Mavs get a win and uh, get off to this uh, post-All-Star portion of their schedule on the right foot? They have a lot of good teams coming up. And I think if if they, if they can win maybe four out of these next six, it's, it's it bodes very well. But you might be heading to the game right now thinking it's all good. Uh, The AAC has a message for you as you're on your way. Widespread cellular outages affecting customers of AT&T, Cricket, Verizon, T-Mobile, other service providers could bleed into the evening hours when the Mavs are set to host the Suns. Uh, The AAC staff are advising fans to download parking passes and tickets to their mobile wallet before leaving for the game. That way cellular connection will not be necessary. American Airlines Center Chief Operating Officer and GM Dave Brown told the Morning News that uh, the arena is aware of the outage, preparing for slight inconveniences during the entry process, particularly the parking. You might have backups. Uh, Mobile parking passes could be the key issue if fans still do not have cellular service into the evening. AAC's Wi-Fi extends 50 feet outside the arena, so fans will be able to connect to access their tickets, but it may not reach certain garages. Get that bad boy downloaded into your wallet. Uh, we'll have some workarounds, they say. We're trying to engage some mobile Wi-Fi at the parking lots, which we do not normally have. The 6.30 start time does coincide with the rush hour traffic. Fans advised to allow for extra travel time due to the early start time combined with potential parking delays. And uh, they say d- d- they do not anticipate any other issues with concessions and rideshare and everything being all good. Dallas-based AT&T reported more than 73,000 outages this morning. And uh, have acknowledged the widespread outage, but did not provide a reason for the system failure. That just stinks. That's not good enough, you know. Mm -hmm. And in a situation like this, you're interrupting lives. You're potentially ruining people's days. I I, I think we've come to a a point in our lives to depend on these, and we should be able to rely on them. And if not, a a significant uh, refund would be in order. Did
5: you guys get popped on that? Did you wake up? I, I dodged it. Yeah, Yeah, I think I I did too. Okay, I don't have AT&T, so it wasn't. I do
2: have AT&T. Now, I've had some random messages that have just kind of come in, but it's like been two or three. So I think overall I've been okay.
3: I've had some weird stuff with other connectivity issues today, but but not my cellular device. So Mavs, Jason Kidd, once again asking for patient. Here's why they can't afford it is the headline in the morning news. Um, Dallas has one of the league's most explosive backcourts with Luca and pieces around him. So the time to win is now. This is from Kevin Sherrington. I, I think what they have to look at it like as they get back into this is, yes, um, we can probably get better with our team concepts while we mesh everything together here over the next couple of months. Um. But they they have to climb in the standings. And if I'm I'm the coach, I'm like, the message is, as we get things figured out, we need to make up for it and bridge the gap to there with intensity and effort and defense and rebounding and scrappiness. Um, Because to win a championship, you're going to need those things. And this team should be very hungry. There is a lot to prove. And I, I think Kyrie is just a perfect leader. He is at the stage in his career where he knows you can't take anything for
2: granted. I agree, man. I mean, especially now that you have Kyrie and Luka healthy, and we have just not had that this season much at all, now's the time. you got to come out of the all-star break with that sense of urgency. You love the additions that you've had. I mean, we talked about at the cross-talk with KMC. You look at their roster, I think it is on paper, it's without question to me, the best that you've had since you drafted Luka. So, I mean, it's still not a finished product. I think there's still obviously you'd like to add a piece here, add a piece there. But this is a team, if you have a healthy Kyrie and Luka Doncic in a seven-game series, there's not a whole lot of teams out there if you're playing at full force they are going to be able to beat you with the additions of Gafford, with P.J. Washington. You've added length. You've added defense. And you mentioned some grit and toughness. I think you got several players that have that dog in them on this team. I think you're legit too deep at every spot. I think so, too. Like, the depth. You look at the bench now. It's not a massive
3: weakness. I think yeah. it's good. I, I think you should be saying we are a finished product. The only okay. thing we need now is to go out there and prove it.
5: Yeah, I mean, if if you have if you have the the health, and right now you do outside of Exum, I, I do think this is a team that the the only shortcoming could potentially be their defense. But I think they've shown glimpses of the ability to to play, and especially play like they're they're one of the best clutch teams in the sport. And I think it's because they they know how to hunker down or bunker down a little bit defensively, like Kyrie, Luka, they may not always be giving you A-plus defensive energy throughout a game because yeah. of what they're doing offensively, but they know in a tight game, final five minutes, all, all of a sudden it's time to really lock in here, and they've got guys now that can match up with just about any team, Yeah. where no, no matter who the the team wants to run out there, if you want to go small, you got the horses for it. If you want to go big, you got the horses for it.
3: Yeah, you can make great defensive plays, especially with your anticipation. You don't have to be a terrific athlete. And I, I think when Kyrie Irving wants to lock in, he is very good at, at staying in front of some of the quickest, smaller players in in the league. So, you know this this is a, a, a now a, a roster. Just go ahead and bring it up, you know, and and go through the positions. And it's it's unbelievable. You know, it's small forward with your options of of Josh Green, Derek Jones, Dante Exum at power forward to be able to throw Kleba at you at, at center there with with Lively and Gafford and obviously Luca and Kyrie, you know, this, this thing is loaded to the point. Now you have your youngsters where they should be busting their butt in practice, just trying to turn, earn a sniff, you know? Um, and I didn't even mention PJ Washington, you know, who, uh, is an incredible asset as as well and a, a major part of the rotation moving forward so now is the time and if i'm jason kidd and uh, i'm not thinking about being patient i'm thinking about challenging my team to go out there and and put the league on notice right now starting tonight on tnt that uh, you are coming and um you know I, i'm going to luca especially and saying man sorry for not being better around you, but now's the time for you to flip the switch because we have finally built something around you and we can't have you being uh, distracted by the refs and, you know, nonsense anymore for the rest of the season. It's time to lock in because we now we got you a team. Yeah. You know, you might have gotten in bad habits and being able to say, well, you guys suck anyway. Well, now we're ready to rock, <laughs> dude. You know, young LeBron would take this team to the finals. You know, Le- LeBron never had a team like this when he was in Cleveland until he came back with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's time for you to uh, you know make your impression in the league. David Moore writing today the issue with the Cowboys and a Dak Prescott extension. It's the decision. Which way do we want to go, guys? Uh, do we create cap space by putting more voidable years onto what is left? His cap hit right now is sixty million dollars, or do we extend it? We can create cap space either way. Extending it, um, you know, assures us of having his services for the uh, foreseeable and long-term future. We have flexibility, though, if we don't. I I believe, I I like hearing, guys, that the Cowboys are honestly having an open discussion about this. The last time Dak Prescott was a free agent, Brian was one of the few people reporting that in the buildup to this, Jerry Jones was going into his people and asking, are we sure Dak Prescott is the guy? As we come up now on the end of that veteran contract that he signed, there's no reason to believe that they've been assured. It's just a continuation of of the questions that you asked yourself four years ago, right? He is, he is obviously very good at winning regular season games and putting up stats, you know, but is that a, enough? And I like hearing that the Cowboys are having a, a, an honest conversation about this because I think it's high time. If you cannot win it this year, to uh, move on and either try to find your hall of famer in the draft or win with that rookie uh, contract quarterback.
5: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the sample size is large enough and they do a really good job when they're talking in front of microphones for the most part of saying Dak is our guy. Dak is our guy. But I think it's, it's evident that behind the scenes, they're not as convinced articles like this, yeah. aren't aren't appearing for no reason and even jimmy johnson sliding in the the conversation he had with jerry jones after the the packers game where he's asking him about his quarterback and his coach you know like these two guys it's like okay we we, we don't have guarantees here there obviously are question marks and i'm ready to to be poop or get off the pot kind of deal this is make or break it we can be done i don't i don't necessarily i just don't really want to do this anymore we've been doing this for a while and I'm ready for just I'm ready for something new I know what Dak is it's absolutely good but with the way this team team builds he is not good enough to win the Super Bowl
2: right And, and I understand the fan line of thinking that you know after Troy left before you got to Tony Romo and we've talked about this like all right if you want to go into quarterback purgatory fine go ahead and move on from from Dak But I don't think you can be held hostage by that line of thinking. Do I necessarily have faith that they're going to go out there and find another franchise quarterback? That's a fair question. No, I don't, because they lucked into Dak and they lucked into Tony Romo. But you've now seen a far large enough sample size. to Well, you're not winning with this current construction either. So at least go and try and find your next Troy Aikman. And it will be interesting. You know, David Moore notes that if the Cowboys want to go with that path where Dak's scheduled to receive a $29 million in base salary and the Cowboys could choose to put all but $1.21 million of that into a signing bonus, which lowers the cap hit to your point to $40.9 million versus close to 60000000 million, they've got to do this by March 13th. So, we could have an answer here within the next couple of weeks. It's probably the biggest discussion they're having right now exactly how they want
3: to execute this. At 877 881 1053, how would you describe the Cowboys' relationship with Dak? TheRinger.com has an article today from Danny Heifetz. And, you know, he's going through, you know, like relationship goals with the Chiefs Mm -hmm. and Patrick Mahomes or, you know, right guy, wrong time type of situation, maybe with Josh Allen and the Bills or Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Love at first sight, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love. Ring shopping, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you're going ring shopping. You're about to marry that guy. The Niners and, and and Brock Purdy, they're promise ring shopping. <laughs> renewing their
2: vows. <laughs> the promise ring shopping, that is yeah. excellent.
3: Did you guys
5: ever give somebody a promise ring? I don't know. I don't think so. Absolutely not. I never dabbled no, down the crony. promise rings.
3: Uh, yeah, they have, they have Dak Prescott in the category with Jared Goff renewing their vows. And here's what they say Dak and Dallas had a rough exit in January, but Prescott finished second in MVP voting and both the quarterback and Jerry Jones seem like the ride or die type. <laughs> Prescott is in the last year of his contract, but this couple is gonna stick together through the tough times. If Jones gave Jason Garrett a decade in Dallas, Dak might get two.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I understand that sentiment. Like that is that's what they've that's what they've been selling, that's what they've been giving off or portraying. The entirety of of Dak's time here, he's our guy. We love him. We know we got our we got our franchise quarterback. He can win a Super Bowl. We're going to do it with Dak. Yeah. So I understand why everybody would feel that way. Um, we understand here a little bit closer to the situation, it might not be as much roses as they've portrayed, uh, and so. Hopefully hopefully that is actually something they're willing to do and not just fall into what everybody nationally assumes is gonna happen, all the insiders, grazzy everybody is it's gonna get done, it's gonna get done. But maybe not. I mean, renewing your vows, maybe maybe they don't want
3: to. Yeah, this is the couple that like you 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 your buddies with, they're coupled and they're and you think everything's perfect but then you hear a couple of whispers that like they've been having relationship problems and they're like going to a couple's therapist. You're like, what? They seem so perfect in public. Right. They're always so complimentary of each other and they look happy with their kids, but they're really just they're Maybe that, you know, they're it, it's not built on such a solid foundation. I know some of those Dak haters out there love that. I, I think some of the Dak homers right now would be thinking, wow, you're crazy for wanting to move on from a guy that just finished second in MVP voting. Um, But it's different, you know, when you've seen it, you know, get to the playoffs so many times and not be able to punch it in. I think some people start to get this feeling like it's never going to work. All right, speaking of things that I don't think will ever work, Nick Saban says he's going to try to be a voice of influence in college football. I I just, I I love these guys. They they can't get it through their heads that what they've been doing all along has been professional football, and they only recently – Thought it was offensive when the players started getting paid too. (laughs) Mm. But Nick Saban says, if if my voice can bring about some meaningful change, I want to help any way I can because I love the players and I love college football. What we have now is not college football. Not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student-athlete. And that doesn't even exist. I mean, guy loves his players so much he wants to prevent them from making money for their labor for four or five years. That's what true love is. You really, that's what being truly brainwashed is. He can't see what's going on here, right? Am I, am I the brainwashed one? I'm not crazy on this. Are you guys with me on this? Uh, I'm, to an extent, I am. Uh, like If he's trying to remove
5: all of the kids getting paid aspect from this, then he would be dead balls wrong. But if he's trying to figure out a way to make this palatable and and not so wild, wild westy yeah. uh, like it is right now, then I think he's on to something. we, we got to find the execution of this. The, the ideas were great. Everybody's for it, uh, uh, at least for the most part. Uh, in this room yeah for it. these guys should be getting paid no sure. question absolutely uh, but how and and the transfer portal i dig it you know but is there is there some regulations that need to be involved with it so it can be a little bit more smooth i think that's that's the right approach the question is what exactly do you implement here but there needs to be something because it's 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 overboard right now everybody's losing
2: Yeah, I mean, jumping from school to school and, and you know, you hear the pushback about, like, well, how's a kid going to learn and and suffer through maybe a little bit of adversity and you hear about... You know, guys that graduate afterwards, and well, I, I maybe I would have left the school if I had the transfer portal. Instead, I stayed and I gutted it out, and I had a valuable learning experience, and it it grew me not only as a person but as a player. I get all that stuff. I think there's rules and stipulations that they do need to put in place. Maybe the amount of times you can enter the transfer portal. Maybe you can't do it back to back years. Uh, certainly, maybe some sanctions on some of this NIL stuff. Whatever however you want to put it. But no, these kids do deserve to get paid. They, they the college football is the second biggest brand outside of the NFL. Yeah. They're making so much damn money, and it's because of these kids. You yeah. can't not give them a piece of that pie.
3: Yeah, you know, and I, I think that that remains my biggest point. Like, like everything you guys just brought up, I think, fails for me the immediate s- standard test of you're, you're taking the labor, right? And I think it's a way of trying to fit controlling them back into this system that does not compensate them, you know? Like, that's the biggest problem. And you don't have control of them because you're not wanting to do an actual contract. You're not wanting to pay them. Because all of that money is tied up in paying other people at the university. It's not just the coaches. It's Mm -hmm. chancellors. It's presidents. Like, they're all enriched from this massive windfall of billions and billions of dollars that's flowing into their university. And they don't want to take it away from their friends who are in administrative positions And give it to the people who are doing the actual work. If they would want to do that, then they could do contracts with players, you know, and you would not have the issue of player movement. You can very easily solve this. It's just called don't be a greedy bastard. You know, that has justified this internally for decades so much that now you can't even wrap your head around it. That you do not have a single ethical or a moral foot to stand on when it comes to controlling where that player wants to go to school or play for until you compensate them. That's... That's the way I see it. Right. You I'm know? with you. So, you know, here you have Nick Saban, who's you know one of the most influential people in the history of sport, thinking he's going to get up there. And I think he is in an echo chamber. But the, 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 the state politicians, six or seven years ago, whenever they processed this, they sent a very clear message to college football. You know, you can't be this much in control. And the fact that in the sports world we justified that and normalized that for so long, and we're still struggling for it to... You know, f- fully uh, come to fruition. Uh, I-, I think is uh, it's a- it's an interesting uh, case study on 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 group psychology. But that's all I have to say. It's time now to go to the pimp cup. Yeah. Here's Lucius Alexander yeah. in LA Live.
1: But they say it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. <laughs> You're getting rich off of free labor. The American way. <laughs> hey, it's a thirsty Thursday really? ladies' Seriously. right here. It is, dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Especially in the South. Well,
0: I'll write you
6: swears. It's
0: time oh, really to smoke. A fire up I'm this funk of that It'll make you dance some of everything. No we'll way.
1: Everybody get hot. You <laughs> I want to let all of the sensitive people know you picked the wrong joke. <laughs> <show. laughs> All I got is raw, hurtful. Yeah. You done got them hype in here. L.A., what's up? What's up, D. Ray? It's a Thirsty Thursday here in L.A. Live for February 22nd, 2024. Uh, you could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with us on 105 for the fan, and we appreciate that. We sure do. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. <laughs> Especially if you're like uh, a man between the ages of 25 and... What? What's the other number? Like 54. Oh, man, I really love you. I want you to stay in shape. I want you to (laughs) stay out here and work and eat good. I need you. And I need you. (laughs) LA Live is sponsored by Kissable Dental and their no-bill guarantee. Book online at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. And what else we do? Oh, yeah. Every day at 2.30, we do G-Bag of the Day. Dawson, could you put some sauce on there for me? Yes, the uh,
3: best audio uh, from the world of sports, pop culture, talk radio, and or the Internet. We play them all. Vote on which one we like the best. That's your G-Bag of the Day, Lucius. Yes, it is.
1: And our winner right here is a hot mic situation. It happened to the NBA on TNT crew. Shaq was a little upset that they didn't put his um, jersey retirement ceremony down there in Orlando on TNT. They put it on, what was it, NBA TV. Wasn't a big fan about this. This wasn't supposed to come out. I don't know who leaked this, but appreciate it. He says y'all didn't give him any respect. It should have been on TNT. Oh, TNT had a double header. That's what I told him, yeah. I don't get mad, brother. I'm all good. <laughs> but it should have been on NBA TV, but it wasn't, was it? It oh, was. That's what he's complaining about. Okay. I never complain. Yeah, you lie. You I I said was. they didn't show you any respect putting your on NBA TV. That's not complaining. I was just telling a f***ing snitch. <laughs> just telling people what what they think I think. First of all, they didn't have to show the Don't matter to me. I got three. That's my new name, threesel One, two. <laughs> Threazle. this. <laughs> <I mean, it's, laughs> What happened? I, I couldn't hear nothing y'all were saying. Uh, he's mad. They showed his uh, Orlando thing on NBA TV. He wanted them to show it on TNT. Why didn't they show it on TNT? So we had a double hitter on. Yeah, but I'm, I, I kind of agree with that. No, he's wrong. They, it made, what's wrong with NBA TV? Like true TV. Oh. They should have put, put, put it on true TV. He's a company guy. Oh not a company, company guy. We, we are a f- f- company <laughs> guy. What's <laughs> <laughs> he have three of though? Did he have four championships? Jersey retirement. Oh,
3: three jersey retirements. Okay, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't listening again.
1: No, it's all good. <laughs> Jeez. Shaq three Call
3: Kobe Threesome.
1: Uh, you guys. He talked does to-
3: still have bars though. Yeah, no, he's yeah, hilarious. Nice.
1: Yeah. He's like that was on the spot. <laughs> uh, you guys talked about all the margarita special, so I don't have to go through those. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But somebody did mention on the fan text about painkillers. A drink called painkiller. Okay. And it made me want to go to. Cheddar's tonight and grab two of those painkillers and give me some uh, chicken strips to go. Maybe you want to go to Cheddar's Cabo San Luis. Oh, okay. Yes. Cheddar's is great, man.
5: It's, those croissants they give you? Those Scrub buffalo kitchen. the Buffalo chicken ones. Do you yeah. get the Buffalo chicken tenders there, bro? No,
1: I get the, just the regular joints.
5: Dude, they're they're great. Great tenders no matter what. But those buffalo
1: ones. With some ranch, yes, bro, going crazy. I am telling you. Yeah, you you right, bro. I'm gonna try that out. <laughs> Seriously, I'm They're trying to it out. I'm gonna try it out, dog. All right, L.A. Live 105.3, the fan thirsty Thursday. That's, thank you, uh, yeah, Rick James. Appreciate that groove right there. Let's get a little another groove though. Okay, we have a 69 year old man, Texas man, arrested after stabbing someone at a L.A. Fitness. Ooh. Over that leg press machine.
2: It gets serious.
1: It gets real, bro. Stabbed him. 69 years old. You would think this age. You know, to make better decisions. Yeah. Stabbing somebody. Yeah, a man is in jail after stabbing another man in the buttocks. Oh. Is
5: that a cheek situation or? Huh?
2: Yeah. (laughs) What? That's opposed to?
1: Yeah.
5: Okay. As opposed to, yeah, I guess the cheeks are the only thing that are, are involved you know, with the butt.
2: Right? <laughs> no,
5: they, we're just we're cheek only we're with the butt. We're There's nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing else.
1: Uh, this happened in oh. Austin. Let's go to Fox News, the Sly Fox, for this report right here, folks.
6: For one gym goer, apparently his patience ran out. We're
1: living some crazy times, I suppose. Yes.
6: Records say this past Friday, a man was at the LA Fitness in North Austin at a little after 11 in the morning. He wanted to use the leg press machine, but someone else was using it.
1: Stabbing somebody at 11 o'clock in the morning is a wild move. Yeah, it feels like a PM decision. (laughs) Sheesh,
2: right? Maybe there's something else involved. (sighs) People keep it together.
1: Keep it together. We're on edge. Keep it together.
6: The man on the machine told him, go do something else. (laughs) Court documents say the man (laughs) just waited until the other man was done using it. When the machine was open, he finished his workout and went into the locker room. He says the man who was first on the machine started yelling at him. Next thing he knew, he says he felt blood coming down his leg. Mm. 69-year-old John Mackinson had stabbed him in the buttocks with a knife. He was now chasing him around the bathroom with it. (sighs) A staff member told the victim to go.
1: Oh, imagine that scene where you just walk in. You, just, you know, you just got off the bench press, and you walk on in there, and you're like, whoa.
3: Yeah, I'm just trying to leave. No, oh. do I have to stay and report
1: this? Can I just go home, please? Blood everywhere. And this old man fighting. He's got a knife out. Why you carry a knife in the gym, too? What's going on? Some people are knife guy. Can't ever beat they, you. They you it I get it carrying the poker around. I have it in my backpack, but I guess, man. Hold on. one more
6: the front where people gathered around him to protect him from Mackinson, who was still yelling, saying, quote, who else wants some?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who else wants some?
5: I do think we underestimated on the front end just how much of a bleep hole the initial guy on the leg press might have been. You know? Yeah. Obviously not enough to stab him in the buttocks and then chase him around the locker room while he's dripping blood from that buttocks. But I do think that guy was probably more of a bleep hole than the average Absolutely. Absolutely. Go do something yep. else. Yeah. That's he not the right way to here. talk to
1: folks. Yep. And he was probably like chilling a long time between the reps. Oh, my god! You know what I mean? Like, yes. hey, man, it's come fun. on, fam. That was five whole minutes. You're posing right your photo and everything. I got yeah. to get this lather up. Like J.J. Watt said, yeah. got to get this good lather. Yeah, there's a lather. Jeez. Uh, you guys ever fought anybody in the gym? Never ever seen that before? Oh, no. Nah, yeah. I've seen it a lot in Fort Worth, L.A. Fitness, their basketball court. Oh, yes. the oh, basketball court. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 I've seen blood and everything, oh, bro. I've seen people pick up stuff that belong in the gym, gym equipment and bring it inside of the- uh, Oh,
3: the, the Vern
1: Maxwell. See.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Richie Incognito, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh,
1: the, yes. Yeah. Bro. Dumbbell. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, it was a dumbbell, like a 10-pound joint, and he cracked it against this dude's skull. Oh. Ouch. that's the thing. That's all I'll tell you. Five, five 10-pound dumbbells. You don't,
5: you, you don't have to be wheeling around a Thor- Kind of yeah. deal. If five ten pounds will get the job done, <laughs> oh, ski.
1: Yeah, I quit playing over there. It's closed now, but nobody called fouls because they ended up being the fight.
0: Yeah. You just, you just <laughs> get no, beat up. I'll, I'll show you. Foul.
1: Just coming through on the lane.
0: Yep.
3: This little angry guy. he I shouldn't call him little. He probably outweighed me, but he was like five or six inches shorter than me. He's a regular size man and not a full size man like Eric calls
0: him. a fun size gentleman. He picked me
3: up one day. He would call me NBA because I would post him up. He'd be like, hey, hey what's up, NBA? Fighting for position like you're in the association or something. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, this is what I got to do to get buckets on you. I try to defend you on the perimeter. It's shaking. You're gone. Right, right? right? So this is my thing. right? Well, one day I'm just killing him with the jump hook, right? Jermaine O'Neal just bang, bang, bang. He straight up picked me up, dude. Carried me out to half court, dropped me off there. Oh. said, Get the ball there.
5: <laughs> oh
3: my God! You go take yeah. this here.
1: Yeah, I was too busy laughing to fight. He called you oh, MBA. <laughs> yeah, okay, call, NBA. Okay, NBA. He called you NBA. was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like the guy we had on our squad, the basketball master. See, yeah, yeah, I knew it wasn't a compliment, but it was. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. We, we'd be standing there with our hands <laughs> on our hips, and he'd have to just dribbling every other defender. <laughs> like he'll go to one defender, shake him, then find the other defender, shake him. <laughs> Miss his layup, get the rebound, and put it back up. We all like, man, don't pick me up again, bro. I suck. Do not pick me up, fam.
5: You yeah. trying to
2: play team ball.
5: The pickup is crazy, oh, dude. You <laughs> just dangling.
2: Can't imagine yeah. you that just picking him up, walking him to midcourt. Was your feet dangling? No.
1: Okay. No, thank God. No. Well, they were dragging. This is worse. They were more around his <laughs> yeah, belly. Your feet were dragging more around his belly. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, I was way up he there. He had
3: you way up there. Yeah, he could have like d- dipped me over.
1: Did oh. you say put me down? <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> stop it! Put See, me I, down. Right I was now. Al-
3: I was put always making down. fun of him for how angry he got. You know, so I'm laughing at him the whole time, and other people think we're about to fight, but we were kind of friends. Like we had each other's number, but he would just get really mad at me for that's an epic story, dude. Yeah, it was good. It's hilarious, bro.
1: A lot of fights in that gym.
3: Dude, bat- basketball in your Ooh. 20s, you're just going to see it. You know? going to yeah. happen. And you're don't. just going to decide, do I want to fight or do I just want to say, screw you guys and go sit on the bench? Mm-hmm. Because the fights start... are going to find you. They will. Yeah.
1: And they always start with a checkup, a little aggressive checkup. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. A <You> little <laughs> yeah. too much mustard
5: on that <laughs> too <much laughs> checkup. Yeah.
1: Too much sauce on the okay, checkup, bro. Let's see what we're like, doing. oh, come on, fam. <laughs> All right. We play
3: with this other guy. Right. Now then, I'm hand-checking. Now I'm bodying you. I'm definitely fouling you. <laughs> We play with this other guy, he would do the Draymond Green nut kicking. Right? Oh, no. Yeah, when he wanted to fight somebody. And yeah, I was like,
2: dang, dude. Yeah, we need to get that guy yeah, out Be of better you. than that. That's Where's the damn can, sports? You can machine? go somewhere else in that case. He d- he died a few years later. Oh, okay.
5: he's with God
1: now. Yeah. In the bosom of the yeah, Lord. He kicked the, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kicked the wrong guy. LA <laughs> Live <laughs> <Yeah, he kicked laughs> 105. Year year fan. Pole. He got
4: uh
1: Ladies night, Shine Time, ladies. Shine Time. You look everybody's up against it. Uh, people's stress levels are high. Yep. You never know what people are, are going through. You never know what someone's going through. And clearly this lady right here was going through a lot at the time. We have a food delivery driver. Has a full meltdown in front of everybody. After she had a minor fender, ben, fender bender. Just, it's minor. She ran into the back of a, a truck that she said was just sitting at the green light. You didn't go. So I ended up running to the back of you. Yeah. Let's see. so that a woman? Yeah, so woman, it's shine time for the ladies on a, on a Thursday, Thursday ladies night. Hey,
0: yeah. hey, hey, girl.
1: Yeah. Hey, lady. Reach over in that uh, ashtray, spark that up for me. I can't do it. I'm driving. All right. Yeah, here's this lady right here. <laughs> My uh, meltdown. Probably I, couldn't I, tell, but uh, <laughs> I'm actually driving. I'm driving. Behind ahead, the wheel. go ahead and light that up for me real quick. <laughs> Occupy. <laughs> Man, let's, let your seat back a little bit. Open up that sunroof, girl. <laughs> what you want to do? Uh, yeah, okay. Driver has a meltdown after uh, just a minor accident. Officer,
0: I have to go! You can't I'm, leave yet. Don't leave! I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of an order! I have food Don't in my mouth! You need to
4: calm I down. I have food in my car! You need to calm I have down. I food in my car! Stand <laughs> over here. Kayla,
0: what is happened? Get no. These crying. cops are pissing me the <sighs>
4: off! All right, Kayla, you're going to be the ticket. He wouldn't hey. let me. He was in the green light! <laughs> There's <laughs> an accident. Why are you yelling? Why are you
0: freaking out? Because I'm in the middle of work! I'm in the middle of
1: work, man. Wow. Work is driving people up the line up. Yeah. Or, yeah. I see yeah. it in the morning. People drive insane speeds just to get to work. Gotta get some work. Gotta get some work. Gotta get some work. work. Run you
0: over. Work. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: get work. It continues. They get so mad, and it's just its just carrying on in a momentum. You know? Yes. It it gets, is, it's worse. growing like
2: a snowball. You to just you wow, get, get the, out of that way, person's way.
1: I feel Man. bad for this lady. I feel bad for who, uh, whatever lawyer represented her, too, because once he's seen this video, was like, come
2: on, Joe. Come on.
0: The
2: cops are trying to arrest me! Kayla, They're we're not to here to arrest me. you! <coughs> this could be solved very quickly. <coughs> Stop! Oh, oh! I didn't do
0: anything!
2: Kayla, get the- out of the I
0: street! Get out of the street! I And in front of my car is f***. Yeah. My life is over! Why? That's did just you I I was 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 I'm ran.
3: just gonna have a higher, higher in insurance bill.
0: the <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> Is it leaking anything? You
2: a great night. to go? Oh, God. Why are you laughing? I'm not. I'm not. He <laughs> 100% the best probably was. When the cops have to break character and they're now laughing at you, you know it's bad.
1: What a tough job for a cop. So why you come you up laughing? on this scene and this lady is just going insane for just a bumper. Just a minor bumper. Yeah, you broke your bumper. Yeah, You can fix that. Go on Amazon. $300. Find somebody to put it together for you. My life is it's over. You know, all you
3: have to do is say I was in the wrong.
1: My bad. It's over with. Yeah. And the truck was fine. The
0: truck was fine. The truck no was way. fine. No way. The truck was fine.
2: But I've
1: got food in the car. Yeah. I'm doing something.
2: Damn it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think that might be like the opening scene of her intervention episode that's coming up.
1: Yeah. Sounds yeah, I, like can I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. A little bit more. Oh,
3: my
0: God. Your radiator's not. Shut up. up.
1: Mm-hmm. Bro, if that was me right there, they'd be like, all right, taser, taser, taser. <laughs> Get <laughs> resisting, ma'am. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Your radiator's not... Shut up! Fixed. You should be able Shut to drive up. it. Shut up! you The yes. light was
6: green! It was green! Well,
0: there's no damage to his, it doesn't seem like. There's just damage to your...
6: Yeah, I know. Great. Funny. Great. Get away from me.
0: <laughs> just how an <it>
6: accident <laughs> Don't talk to me!
1: Look. Why are you don't talk to me! Just yelling at the cops. I
0: can't fix this! <laughs> <laughs> get out of the
6: street. No. Get out of the road! No. Get, out of the road. No. get out of the road! Leave me alone! Leave me alone. Get, get out
4: of the road! Taser, 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 taser! Get the f*** out of my face! <laughs> if you keep yelling... Leave me alone! Listen, if you keep yelling... I don't you know, care, leave me
2: alone!
4: Do you want to tell us what happened?
2: No! No. The light was green and he didn't die!
4: So I went through him. You have insurance?
2: I'm not giving
4: you anything. You have insurance? I'm
2: not giving you anything. All right,
4: well, we'll just give her a citation for no proof of insurance. Okay,
2: give me a citation. I don't care.
4: Oh. What
2: am I getting a citation for? I already
4: explained it to you. I'm not going to sit
3: here and debate with you. You just said you don't care. Yeah. Now, wait, hold on. What is this
1: for? (laughs) They would have been like, sir, you have anything in your pockets? Don't make any quick moves. (laughs)
5: What do you that's think would be worse, terrible. the taser or the pepper spray?
0: I think
1: the pepper spray. Pepper spray is nasty. Yeah. I've never had the taser. I've had that pepper spray. Oh, really? Yeah. Military stuff. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. And then one time with the cops, I was, he was like, all right, guess what, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> but that was no, that was no. Yeah, don't worry about that. It was, you know, liquor. Liquor was kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me straight. <laughs> I was apologizing. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say, don't put any water in it, sir. Just relax a little bit. You'll be okay. No water, yeah, huh? No water. I'm he's- looking
5: for a freaking fire hose oh, in that yeah. moment. You
1: don't. Know. right, yo, keep it together, people. I know, mm. I know the stress levels are up out here. Find you something to do to kill your stress. And... uh. Keep your peace, all right? I'm pulling out. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. Oh, man, the jam's so good there. Out of the pimp cup, Lucius Alexander,
3: L.A. Live every night, 540 here on 105.3 The Fan. A little mixed
2: bag coming up next. Well, Chuck, where are you taking us? We got AI talking to Luca and Kyrie and some broadcasting changes. That's next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours